a mother's love is a beautiful thing. The faithfulness of a mom to go after her babies no matter what. We're so grateful. Hey, happy Mother's Day to all the moms of the house. This is such a beautiful day and we are so grateful to be celebrating with you. You know, children are a blessing from the Lord and having great moms, spiritual moms. Moms are such a blessing as well. And we wanna honor the moms today, but you know what the reality is, Mother's Day can be a painful day for a lot of people, right? There are people in the room today, maybe you have lost your precious mom, you've grieved the loss of her. There are moms in the room who have grieved the loss of their own children. There are women in the room who long to be a mom and are not a mom yet. And there are moms who are going through a difficult difficult season with their own children, but this is what I know to be true, that no matter what season of life you find yourself in today, whatever emotions you're wrestling through, God is a God who sees. He's a God of hope. And we want you to leave today feeling encouraged about your own life, your faith, your walk with the Lord. He's with us right here in this moment. And today we have a really beautiful, special opportunity because today I'm gonna be joined on the platform by four incredible moms from our house. Will you join them in welcoming them to the stage with us this morning? Thank you so much. You can have a seat this morning. Hey, welcome to the table, mamas. We love you so much. I have been blessed to be here for over a decade, and these precious women have been just involved in my own life, my own story here, and I'm so honored to be joined by you at the table. Hey, guys, I'm going to warn you that we were crying in run-through, okay? Just doing the mic check. Um, mamas have so much to share. So, hey, we're going to dive right in today because we want to bless you with what we've been through in our own journey and encourage you. So, hey, why don't we take just a moment and introduce ourselves. Tell us your name and a little bit about your family. We'll start right at the end. I am Suzette Bowman, as most of you probably know that, and I am married to incredible Pastor Kirk, yes. and yes, we've been married for 41 years, 41 amazing years, right, honey? Yeah, and, um, and we have two daughters. I am an adoptive mom, and so God brought these girls into my life, and they needed me, but you know what? I needed them more. And so I want to say adoption is a beautiful, beautiful option. It was God's plan for us, and it has been wonderful. And we're so grateful because now they have given me five amazing grandchildren. Yay! So that's my family. My name is Kristen Hicks. My husband, Evan, and I have been coming to The Rock for over a decade. We serve at the check-in station for kids, and my motherhood started early. I was 19. I was a single mom working my way through uh, college, and that season was tough, um, but I'm so grateful for it, and God was through it the whole time. Um, I met my wonderful husband, Evan. And we uh, are blessed to have four more children, one of which is in heaven. So we are the Hicks party of six, seven when we get to heaven. 
Well, I am Tina Rice. My husband, Gerald, and I have been here at the church 23 years. Started coming as soon as we got married. So we've been married 23 years. We've been here at The Rock 23 years. I have two amazing children. My son, Lance, who is 45 years old. And I know I had him when I was two. So, you know, <laughs> don't try to do that math. But uh, so my daughter, Peyton, is 21, getting ready to go off to grad school. So I have kids in two different generations. So we have had a lot of unique experiences, me as a mom, and my son made me a Nona. I have an eight-year-old granddaughter, Madeline, who I love dearly. So being a mother is the best thing in my life. Hi, I'm Therese. Um, you're just going to see women crying up here, so just get, just get ready. Um, my name's Therese. I have two littles, Noble and Evangeline. Noble is seven, Evie is six. Ryan is 42. <laughs> and we, I've been a part of this church for 25 years. I had kids a little later in life, so I had a lot of um, selfishness and self-absorbed living to unlearn because it was 36 years of all about Therese. <laughs> and then those babies came. So that was a culture shock, let me tell you. <laughs> So fun. And I'm Jessica Spence. I'm a part of our Rock Church staff team here. I got married really young. I was 20 years old, and Eric and I are going to be celebrating 18 years of marriage in just a couple of months. We stuck it out. We have four beautiful children. We had three back-to-back, -back, literally three years in a row. And then we had a surprise COVID baby who we just love so very much. Well, as you can see, we all have different backgrounds, different stories. I want to dive right in because we've got lots of good things to share. And we pray that you will have something that will just encourage your heart while you're here with us today. You know, I find that as moms, as women, we juggle lots of things. You know, we juggle work, we juggle marriage, we juggle life, our calling, parenthood. So ladies, let's talk about finding balance in it all. Finding the balance in all of those beautiful things that God has called us to. What do you want to share with us about how God has helped you through all these seasons of life and finding balance as a mom? Teresa, you want to start? Sure. Uh, it is with fear and trembling, though, that I talk about this subject because um, motherhood kicks my butt. Um, daily, if not hourly. But I, I have to start with this, though, and say that any part of our life will be unbalanced, unhealthy, and overwhelming if God is not God of that. So this is not just a motherhood question. This is, this is career, finances, health in every area of our life. If he is not the Lord, it's, it's going to be wobbly and eventually unravel. And so this is not just a, a parenting thing. His, he designed it that way, that things work and are healthy if he is the Lord of it. So that's first, and I know some of these ladies are going to go deeper into that. So um, some other things that I am learning right now, because I'm only a few years into this, is to know what season I'm in. So I've, I just got out of the baby season, and now we're in the little season. And I've heard it say that each season taxes a different part of us. So that so when they're really little, what is it? It's it's physically taxing. And then as they get a little older, they can take care of themselves a little more. Now it's mentally taxing because they need need they have questions, they need things. And then they become teenagers and young adults. Now it's emotionally taxing. <laughs> um, so something's always being taxed. But um 
But I, to give myself grace that I've never done this before is something I'm trying to remember. Just the other day, Noble was working on a school project. He was getting super frustrated, and I was like, hey, hey, first of all, this doesn't need to be perfect. You're seven. And secondly, you've never done this before, so we're going to figure it out. But I, I feel like the Holy Spirit was like, same to you. You've never parented a seven-year-old. You've never parented a six-year-old. But I think that parents, this works for us in every season. So I've never parented a teenager before. Okay, so I'm figuring this out. I've never been the parent of an adult child before. I've never been a grandparent before. So it's new and exciting, though. Just because we're grownups doesn't mean we've got it all figured out. We're in a new season. So, And I, I want to say we cheer on other moms. Don't play the comparison game. They've, we've all got different strengths. Um, and that there, that there are two prayers that I pray almost every day in, in really in desperation. And it is, um, Holy Spirit, Help me to hear your voice because I, I can't even do it without his help. And then help me to obey your voice. I can't even do that without your help. So hear your voice, obey your voice. And, and it, similar to that, I asked you to give me wisdom and then courage because I feel like there are times in parenting I'm like, I really need to do this. I don't want to. So the courage to do it. So good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, finding that balance can be a struggle, but leaning into the power of the Holy Spirit is such a beautiful part of the journey, really of life, not just life as a mom. That's awesome. I'll, I'll go next. Um, just, I agree with Therese totally. I, if you can tell by my hair that I have experienced many seasons, okay? So that, you know, you do have to learn to discern the season that you are in. Right. And um, my husband has been very helpful in helping me sometimes to remember the season that I'm in and to maneuver through them gracefully, right? Um, and I would have to say, ladies, one of the most important things is that my relationship with Jesus is first and foremost. Because I, and I can tell you, my kids would, yeah, my kids would say this and my husband could testify to it, that when I spend some time with Jesus. And I know when you've got tiny little ones, it's very difficult to find that quiet time, right? And I can remember sometimes setting my alarm even 15 minutes earlier than they were supposed to wake up, and their little alarm went off with it. And they would get up. The next day I'd do 15 minutes earlier, and their alarm would go off again, and they would get up. So I know that can be time, so you have to practice the presence of God. But I know my kids and my husband can testify to the fact that when I fill up with Jesus, then there is an overflow. And the first ones that benefit from the overflow in my life are my husband, my kids. So my family benefits. When I am in deficit, guess who gets the brunt of that? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, it would be my family. And, and I just want to say one more thing. I know we hear a lot about self-care today. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And I am all for that. I mean, I like massages. I like having a good coffee, maybe watching a fun movie, maybe spending some time with some girlfriends. And all that is good. But you know what? It's kind of for the moment. And then when the feeling wears off, I've still got a deficit if I don't spend some time in the Word and spend time with Jesus. So moms, Jesus is waiting with his arms open wide to receive you and spend time with you and help you. Amen. So good. Well, I'll follow up with that about, you know, you've got to focus on God. Just like the Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom and all will be added. And if we do that every day, then that's, He's going to keep his promise. 
I mean, do I do that every day and am and really perfect at that? No, I am not. I'm just like the rest of us. I've got, other, you know, I've got a busy work schedule trying to figure out how to do life with adult children after having littles. I mean, it's a big transition when you're watching everything they do and then all of a sudden you just are like disconnected. So you've got to just know that God comes first in your life and you have had to teach them that because the thing is in our household, church was never an option. We didn't discuss church. We just got up and go to church. We never said, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of families. I'll hear them, even friends that I have say on Saturday, like, well, I don't know. We talked about maybe going tomorrow, but then we talked about, you know, going and doing a hike or something. We have never in the 23 years we have gone here, unless we are in another city, we are at church and it is non-negotiable. And I think that is one of the most important things that we can do for our kids and us as moms to give us the sanity and the peace is to let God reign over all of it. And I think that 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 goes back to the song that we just sang. We will make room for you, right? And I think that's so good. And as moms, you know, we, I own a business and, and I think it's good to have a spirit of excellence, right? We want to be good at everything. But I think um, one of the things that I struggle with, but I think is, is, is even more valuable is learning to say no, right? Accepting help and saying no, because essentially when we're saying no, we're saying yes to something else, right? Something more important. I have a little story. Um, Addison, I was a single mom working my way through college, and I remember, you know, I remember feeding her peanut butter and jelly for like the fourth time in a row. (laughs) And I put her in front of the TV because I just needed a minute, you know, going through college and working. I was tired. And God said, you, she's fed. She's fine. She's more than fine. And you're doing a good job. And so I think about that season so much because it laid the foundation for my life. But can I just tell you that if you're feeding them peanut butter and jellies, well done, right? They're, they're, they're fed. Sometimes we just try to do too much. And I think sometimes good is good enough. Yeah, that's so beautiful because I think we put pressure on ourselves, right? Because we want to get things right. We want to follow sort of a formula. Okay, if I do A and I do B, it's going to equal C. And life doesn't work like that. I think some of the things that we're all kind of sharing is that you really have to tap into the resource of a relationship with Jesus to hear from the Holy Spirit for that moment. God will give you exactly what you need in the journey of life wherever you are. And that's really something for all of us as believers, not just as moms, but I love hearing that sense of comfort that God will fill the needs. He will fill the gaps where we might not do exactly what we feel is right. And so he loves our kids more than we even do. And so finding balance really starts with your relationship with Jesus. I think the other thing we kind of alluded to a little bit, especially you, Tina, talking about the power of loving God's house. 
Loving God's house is such an important part of our journey as moms and as believers because I believe that the connections you make in the house of God can change your own life, right? It can encourage you. It can help you through difficult seasons. But also, you might have something that someone else needs. And your kids might have something that they need that someone else in the body of believers can fulfill. So, hey, let's talk about that a little bit here. Talk about loving God's house. How has that really impacted your journey as a mom? Um, four years ago, my daughter, uh, my oldest, lost her dad. He went to be with the Lord. And absolutely nothing can prepare a mother for um, that type of situation but God, right? And she is doing so well, but not... Um, just because of, you know, what I have been taught in this church. But um, I remember I have a tendency to talk a lot. And on our way to church, I was coaching her about something. And I remember being in church, and the Holy Spirit just said, just be quiet, just be quiet. And, and, I, and I, so help me. Pastor Kirk gets up here, and he is speaking about what I was coaching her about in the car. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's good. And she looks over at me and she's like, mom, did you tell pastor? I'm like, no, I did it. I really didn't. Um, But in that situation in my life, um, I want to give praise to Pastor Jeremiah because with his ministry and he showed up, you know, Evan, my my husband, Addie's stepdad, has been around since she was three, and we didn't, we couldn't be everywhere and do everything for her. But Pastor Jeremiah would show up at the game and show up at the prayer walk, whatever. He's he's present. So being in church is a lifesaver. Well, I can attest to that as well. Um, you know, you've got to start and build some relational equity. Yeah. You know, you don't wait until you have a problem and then look around to see who's there to help you. You know, so we had been here for all these years, and some of you may, some of you may not know this story, that my, our daughter Peyton, when she was 11, was diagnosed with cancer. She went through so many rounds of chemo, and she went through so many radiation treatments, and our church family was there every single step. We didn't have to worry what we were going to eat at night because somebody from this family would be waiting at the cancer center with a meal for us to take home. The day that she did her last radiation treatment, we had about 50 people in the parking lot at the cancer center with balloons and cards. And besides just two or three of our our blood family, it was all you guys. It was all church family. And that didn't happen because we kind of lingered in the background. You know, we got involved. We started serving. Our closest friends are to this day people that we met serving with in the nursery, you know, over 20 years ago. So I can't say enough about how getting involved in the body of Christ, don't just come to church, be a part of the church. 
Yeah, I think, I think both of your stories just prove the point that we build in community before we really need community. Right, and that, that's a beautiful thing. And that's one thing we wanna teach our children is the value of the house of God and community. And you know what? I think that community comes about when we connect with one another. And we want our kids to not just see us t attending a service. Really what we want to do is teach them how to do life. And we can do it in the context of community. I was sharing with Therese earlier that I saw this little clip on um, television or somewhere about this baby elephant that fell into like a river. And I'm sure some of you saw that. It was the most touching thing. And <clears throat> the mother was trying to take her trunk and help the baby out. And she, every time she would, he would make some ground, he'd slide back in. And she was starting to slide in. And she gave out this stress call. <laughs> and all the other mother elephants came around, and I mean, one of them is, even gets in the water and is pushing the baby elephant so it wouldn't drown. The other one's pulling. They're, they're, they're all making these noises, cheering each other on. And it, just, it was just such a great picture of, hey, moms, women, gather your sisters around you. That's what, that's what we can find in the house of God. And also, I'm going to say something that I think is extremely important is that our children can find their gifts and develop them in the house of God. Now, let's be honest. We watch stuff like American Idol and a lot of them go, oh, I started singing in church. Well, you know what? The gifts come to the forefront in the house of God as they're coming along and they're practicing those gifts alongside us, and calling is discovered in the house of God. And don't we want our children above all else to know what they are called to do in life? So all that happens in the context of local church. And I, I mean, we could go on for hours. Actually, we said we needed to make this into a series. It's true. I, I have two points. Being a child that was raised in a family where we just went to church is what we did, no matter what season our family was in. And we, we had some hard seasons growing up and, and a, a lot of difficulties that my parents were having, but church wasn't budging. Like, it wasn't budging. And youth group on Wednesday nights became a life source for me as my parents were walking through eventually what would be a divorce. It was, it was life for me, life-giving, and um, so when I moved away to college to go to UNC Asheville, here I'm a freshman, and I'm like, well, I guess I better find a church. I mean, it was just like what I knew to do. I'm 18 years old, and I'm like, well, I got to go to church on Sundays, and so found this church yeah. as a freshman at UNCA, so I'd say that's the fruit of even when my parents were hurting, church wasn't budging, and, that I, and I appreciate that because it, it was just a value to me even right. as a, a young adult, but my second thing is this, is that I think it's just human nature, we just, we recreate what we know, right? And so how we were raised, we're just like, I'm just going to duplicate that, whether we mean to or not. Like we can say, I'll never be that way. Well, then we surprise ourselves and we're doing the thing we said we want to do. And it just happens. And so I think when we know better, we do better. And, and here I am, I come in here and I'm 18 and, and start attending small groups, not just of 18-year-olds, right? Because I think we also have a tendency just want to surround ourselves with people who are in the same season as us and get me and understand me. So I didn't just attend, hang out with just 18-year-olds, got into small groups of families, and I'm watching these families do 
marriage and do parenthood in ways I hadn't seen before. And I'm not smart enough. This was the Holy Spirit that was like, take notes. (laughs) So I'm like jotting in my heart. The way they did that, the atmosphere of this home, the intentionality of this parenting. It's not just reacting, reacting, reacting. It's like leaned in and intentional. How are we going to raise our kids? And it was just light bulb moments for me about many things and just stored it away in my heart. And to this day, decades later, I hear those women's voices when I'm raising my kids. I hear it. And so I'm so grateful. So get around people who are older than you, who are in the next season, even if it's just one season ahead of you in whatever area, career, finances, um, maybe they're married and you're not, like get around. If you like the fruit on their life, get around that and take notes, put it in your heart and store it away. I'm telling you, I've been so blessed, so blessed because of that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. We were built for connection. And I think that God designed his body to be the place where we connect with other believers because life can be hard, you guys. You're gonna go through seasons that are beautiful. You're also gonna experience valleys. And uh, I love how Pastor Kirk talked about that just a few weeks ago, that God doesn't mean those valleys for your demise right? He's developing something in you. But when you link arms and when you grab hands with other people in your local church and you're planted there, you're going to prosper. Something beautiful is going to come out of your life. You can learn things that maybe you wouldn't have known. You're going to have support of people. You know, I love being a part of our small group ministry here because I get to see all of our different leaders and different types of groups. I preach that because I live that. And I believe in the power of connection with other people and how it's going to impact your life. And it's going to impact our kids. And even if you're not a parent, even if you're not a mom, even if you don't have kids, some child, some young adult, some baby even might need you. You have something to give. So in this last little section, let's talk a little bit about that, investing in the next generation. I believe that as moms, we love the next generation because it's our babies right? It's our grandbabies. But I believe that as believers, we're all called to invest in the next generation. Every single one of you in this room, for people tuning in online, we are called to invest in the people who are coming up behind us. So let's talk about that as we are kind of closing out the day. What would you do to encourage us to invest in the next generation? Okay. Firstly, for me, I think let your kids serve. They need connections in the body just like we do. They don't only need to know mom and dad's friends. They need to be able to serve and create their own relationships because our kids are valuable. They're valuable to us, but they're valuable to God. And so to open up and help, you know, it might be a little bit of an effort if you're teaching a class with little kids to have, you know, a 12 or 13-year-old in there and try to walk them through. This is how we take care of children. But that is not going unnoticed. Those kids are going to soak that in, and those kids are going to be able then to turn around and give that back to someone else when they get older. I remember when Peyton was very young, probably maybe 12, 13 years old, she couldn't wait to get her first volunteer T-shirt. She wanted to serve in kids so bad. When Gerald and I were in kids for years and years, she would say like, 
can I help with the papers? Can I pass out stuff? Can, you know, I mean, kids want to do things and it serves them well for us to open up our hearts and give them time to teach them and let them serve in the house. So there's a spiritual battle going on with our children. And, you know, I'm grateful to have four kids, but I also have many more that come to my home, that I speak to at practice, that we talk to, uh, whether it's work or along the way. And I recently held a prayer walk at A.C. Reynolds High because we lost two children. And the same children that I witnessed to showed up and wanted prayer. And we've got to meet them where they're at. This is God's battle. But we've got to teach them because they're going to go through things in life that we've experienced. And we've got to know and we've got to teach them that this battle is won and we are fighting for them. Kristen, I love that you said that because this is something I, my kids are still little. Like we, we we're in the teenage years seem far away, but I know, I know they'll be here in like a minute and I'll be like, oh, how'd that happen? But um, I feel in my heart, in my spirit, that while I am raising Noble and Evie, I want my kids to be gatherers and to be a safe place for, for friends who are not just like them. And I want my home to be a safe place. And so I'm like, Holy Spirit, prepare me because I just have a feeling I'm gonna be ministering to more than just my kids and, and, and that to, to their friends who, who, who have parents in different seasons. And so this, this is so much bigger than just noble and heavy. So, so help us to be gatherers and to be a safe place for people to ask really hard questions that maybe I won't even know the answers to, but a safe place to say, hey, I don't know, this is tricky, but I know somebody who does know. <laughs> so let's go to him together. And, and so I'm feeling that in me. Um, but back to your question of, of the younger generation too, if there's something, I joked about it at the beginning, but man, parenthood was like hitting a brick wall of realizing how selfish and self-absorbed my life was up until that moment. And it becomes about serving. You're just serving that baby. You're serving that toddler. You're serving that kid. And then, and then they want you to serve them more and more. And then you have to teach them now how I, mommy's not gonna serve you like I did when you were a baby. And, and having to pull back on that a little bit, but, but, we, this, but so much love follows that serving. And, and so all of us, this is not just a mom thing, not just a dad thing. We all have people in our lives even if it's the brand new coworker at your workplace and they don't know what's going on or it's their first like big time job. And maybe everyone else is frustrated because that kid, that person's 22 and they don't know how to do anything. Go and love on that because that, be that person's mentor, love on them, pastor them. There is, there is a younger generation around you wherever you are that needs your wisdom, needs your influence, needs the Jesus that's inside of you and parent them. Like open your eyes in a different way and say, wait a minute, there are, some young 20-somethings around me who are clueless about finances, about whatever it might be. They're, they're dating crazy people. And someone needs to speak into their life and say, hey, hey, you are worth more than this drama. But 
but you, there's a reason why their, their desk is near yours. So we can parent people in every area of our life. Right, and, and I wanna say this to um, all the ladies that are here today is that, you know, God has put something within us that causes us to be nurturers. And I know that we've got people coming from all types of backgrounds and we're in different seasons and you're, maybe you're in a different place in, in life as far as whether you have children or you don't or whatever. But I wanna say, you are a nurturer. And we can always have one hand toward heaven and one hand behind us to bring someone forward. I mean, Titus does tell us in the book of Titus, let the older women teach the younger. And that doesn't even necessarily have to be number in age. It can be just as you mature in Christ, help somebody else along the way. And I think God would love to see us rising up and doing that. And I wanna say one more thing to you moms. I know we have all types of feels today and I wanna encourage you to not be discouraged in the place you are and to not feel defeated in any way because the seeds that you are planting, they are going beneath the surface. You may not even see it right now. I know that some of you can probably say, I'm not seeing it right now. You may not see it, but the roots are being built. Those roots are growing. And eventually those roots would turn that little plant or whatever it is into a tree. So I want, you to, I want you to leave today encouraged. I don't care what season you're in, be encouraged that whatever seed that you throw out, God is able to multiply. He is, the Holy Spirit is gonna water it. That we depend on the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you how many times I had the Holy Spirit tell me, shut up and let me. So the Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes on our behalf. No seed that you plant in them will ever return void because God's word cannot return void. You will see the fruit of your labor. Amen. That's so beautiful. And you know, I just want to say, um, not only from us, but I speak for everybody in this room. Hey, we see you and we are your church family. And when you are going through seasons of life that maybe are harder than others, we wanna to commit to you that we care enough about your life and your family and your children and your grandchildren. I just wanna say, I believe that bringing kids along the journey of life with you and investing in them, those seeds are not always going to be present as you're planting that garden, but, but we are creating a collective environment in which those seeds can grow. That's why you matter. Even if you're sitting in this room and you're not a parent and you're going, well, I, how does this apply to me? It applies to you because you love Jesus and somebody needs you. And when we come into this place and we worship and we preach the word of God and we pray, we care enough about your life, about the lives of people who are in our church. And I just want to say too, if you're sitting in this room and you're going, you know what? I feel something tugging at my heart that I want to give back. You don't have to have perfect theology and be able to quote the scripture front to back. You just have to love Jesus and show up. That's what we have to do as believers. And all of us can do that. You might be sitting here in this moment and going, what do I do from here? Hey, 
Go to Amber Conway and say, you know what? I'm gonna love on those babies. I'm gonna pray over them in those classrooms. I'm, gonna, I'm going to sacrifice some of my own time and my own life to actually make our kids' ministry incredible. Go to Pastor Jeremiah and Heather Fisher and say, I care about the next generation, what can I do? There will always be ways that you can invest in the lives of the kids right here in our church. Hey, can you give a big hand clap for these beautiful mamas? We're so glad to have you with us today. We love you. Hey, and right here in this moment, can we give a special and very big love and thanks to the mama of the house, Pastor Suzette. Um, happy Mother's Day. Spiritual moms are so important and really we're all here because of a spiritual mom and dad who said, we're gonna listen to the call. We're gonna follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. And now it's our chance to give back, to undergird them and to love on the next generation. And I just wanna say in this moment, if you're sitting here and you're going, I want some of that courage and grit and fortitude and faith and hope that I'm seeing in these incredible moms, you know where that starts is with your relationship with Jesus. And I don't wanna leave this moment and just assume that you are ready I want to say, hey, if you're sitting here and you feel that in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit tugging at you and saying, come. Everything that I've given to these awesome moms, I wanna give to you. The strength and the wisdom and the experiences that they've gone through, I can do that for you as well. And so all across the room, let's just close our eyes. And I wanna say, if you're in this moment and you hear the Holy Spirit saying, I love you, I see you, I know your story, I know your journey, and I wanna have a relationship and a connection with you. And maybe you've never even experienced that before. Maybe you don't even know what to say or do. I'm gonna walk us through this moment of just surrendering our hearts to Jesus. So if that's you today, and you just feel that, you feel compelled to make a move toward Jesus, do that together in this room. If that's you, if you'll raise your hand and I'm gonna pray over you and pray with you and walk you through this moment. Say, I want to know that I have a savior, a father who will walk me through all the journeys of life all around the room. Thank you. Hey, will you pray this prayer out loud with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness, for your sacrifice. I come to the cross and I lay down my own life at your feet. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your Lordship. Thank you for forgiveness. Help me to embrace you as Savior and as Lord and to help me become the person you created me to be. And all around the room we say amen. How beautiful. Hey, happy Mother's Day. We have so many treats outside.